Welcome to Unsuitable on Ray Radio, the award-winning financial services and business advisory podcast that challenges your old-school business practices and the traditional business suit culture. Our guests are industry professionals and experts who will challenge you to think beyond the suit and tie while offering you meaningful modern solutions to help enhance your company's growth. I'm your host, Dave Kane. Disruption is hitting us from all sides these days. Today, Kim Veal, CPA, a supervisor on Ray's retirement plan audit team this time of year, is going to tell us how disruption's newest target might just be the retirement planning industry. Welcome back to Unsuitable, Kim. Yeah, thanks. (laughs) What is this disruption all about? What's going on? So a very big part of uh, everyday culture for a lot of employees, especially those coming out of college these days, is their student loan debt. (laughs) So unfortunately, because students are coming out with so much debt these days, they are not focused on saving for their retirement. It's not where their focus is. They're too focused on the fact that they've got to pay back all these, you know, loans that they've taken out in order to get the education, to get the job that they now have. Um, and that puts them way behind um, when it comes to getting the balance they need in their retirement for, you know, they're, they're thinking that's, that's 30, 40 years down the road. I got I to gotta deal with the debt that they're calling about right now versus my actual future. So we're going to talk about the student loan debt elimination, a possible new benefit that's out there. Yes. So one plan in the entire United States um, has introduced a program. One plan. One plan thus far as it, that's gone public with it. And the reason why is they applied to the IRS for approval. It's not normal, obviously, for a retirement plan or a benefit plan to push money anywhere other than into like a 401k or into a retirement plan. And they're trying to put money towards loans, which doesn't exactly sound in the same realm. Right. But the IRS did approve one plan's program. And so it's causing a stir that, oh, you know, we can introduce this into our plan and help our employees start to pay back their debt so that they can get back on track and focus back on retirement in a you know, faster. So the wave speed. is coming. The wave is coming. It there were like multiple articles that came out as soon as the IRS issued this approval letter. There were, you know, articles coming out all over the place okay. about, hey, look at the, what this plan is doing and what can we do and what problems is that gonna cause? So um basically this plan, instead of putting a match into the 401k, they're putting that money towards directly the student's debt that they had. And what that allows, because the IRS has approved it, that student, former student who is now an employee, would not be taxed on those funds. So that's kind of where this is coming from is rather than, hey, my employer just gave me $500 to put towards my debt, that's great and I have, but when tax time comes around, I'm going to owe 25% or whatever on it. This is a, hey, we're going to do it directly for you it's going to be like your, you know, pre-tax dollars. You're saving 20-some percent or whatever on it, and it's going directly to pay down your principal balance. Great. You know, on Unsuitable on Ray Radio, we encourage our uh, our guests and our listeners to think outside the box. This is outside the box. Yeah, because <laughs> that's one of the biggest warnings right now is if you don't set up your program 
exactly close to what this approved program is, there's a chance that it's not approved because the IRS has not issued general guidance or put statute out there saying, go ahead and add this to your program. Um, It's just, hey, we approved this one thing. You can use it as a precedent, but only if your program currently looks almost exactly like that. So this is brand spanking new. Yes. (laughs) Buyer beware. We're not quite ready yet to to bring this new car out of the, uh, put it on the road yet. Yeah, it's not being adopted left and right, but it, it has drawn a lot of interest um, just because of the benefit it can have for your employees. Um, so that's, it's a caveat, that little like, oh, <laughs> hold up a second. Um, you could potentially apply for your own approval from the IRS, but right now there's just a lot of groups pushing the IRS to issue statute instead. So then rather than I have to pay a fee for my right, plan right. to receive this, why don't you put out there as a general acceptance of the program, um, just a, some guidelines for us all to follow so we can also add this to our plans. You know, any uh, any guesses when uh, this might be uh, ready to roll? Unfortunately, there isn't. Um, There's no time frame. Um, The IRS hasn't even said or come back to the various groups that are asking the dues and even said, hey, we're working on it. Um, I don't even think it's it's necessarily focused right now just with all of the new tax laws coming through that are going to be What's we going to say? We've got, you know, we're we're waiting on uh, new forms, the 2018 forms, tax forms for individual income tax. They got their hands full on that. Yeah. You know, I, I don't know where this goes uh, in the pecking order, but does will the Department of Labor also have to sign off on this? Yes. So they will have to work hand in hand to come up with that guidance just because it's built into the Department of Labor's ERISA Act is probably where it's going to end up. So, and they're doing a lot right now on their own end and and funding-wise and making sure they have time to devote <laughs> to the various areas. So we don't know. Um, if they're even going to ever issue, you know, some sort of official statute on it. So, but the more that people desire to add this to their programs as a, you can obviously prove the benefit. That's yeah, the thing. Sure. You can prove the benefit to your employees. Hey, your ERISA Act was originally to make sure that the money wasn't going to disappear on people. So our goal is for people to save for retirement. Well, if student loans are a roadblock, you're going to want to take that roadblock out. So if this is one of those things that's going to take that off the table, then, um, you know, who? why wouldn't they want to jump on board? Well, why don't you start a grassroots movement to get this thing done? <laughs> get out I mean, there and, yeah. you know, work in the fields. I think you know, how many people that, tents, uh, you know? <laughs> yeah, that, uh, that this would benefit. Uh, it's true. Um, it's one of the reasons I think so many articles started coming out. We want to get the, you know, people informed that this could potentially be an option. That's when you start you start to lobby. Um, and and the more groups that lobby and get behind it or the more plans that, you know, put out there a note that, hey, we want to add this too, or the more plans that go ahead, if they can meet the same type of specifications that this other plan has, if they can get it on their books and even show a track record of how well it could do, um, that could only improve the chances that sure. it becomes standard. Sure. So So we're getting ready. Yeah. You know, getting, getting everything ready. But I, I would think um, maybe a piece of advice to our, our listeners would be, you know, it, it ha- talk to your employees about this. Is there interest? 
yes. in this because it will take some administrative uh, duties, uh, et cetera, <laughs> to get this done. Yes, yeah, someone is going to have to do quite a bit of work. So even if you go ahead and adopt a program and it's all well and good with the IRS, you know, normally you're only doing one contribution into one record keeper. You send one check or one ACH out to Fidelity or Transamerica, whoever right. is monitoring your plan. Well, my student loans might be with Sally Mae or Navient. You may have private student loans. So if it's a match and you have to prove first that they paid on their loans so much, well, then I'm going to have to get documentation from each of those employees regarding how much they paid. Then I'm going to have to issue one check, one ACH to each of those individuals or each of those companies um, and then keep record of it. You're um, pretty fired up about this. Yeah, uh, I do actually have student loans. <laughs> I kind of thought you might have as you were uh, rattling off uh, all of that. But yeah, I, yeah. I mean, why not? Every Everything can can help. But, you know, you do, you do, um, you know, your profession is you're, you're a an auditor by trade mm -hmm. and specific with a heavy concentration, if not 100% concentration, on retirement plans. Yes. So you can see, just as, as you sit here as an expert, it will take some administrative, uh, you know, situation uh, and increase on administrative costs to d get this done. Yeah, so there's potentially some additional costs there. There is also the chance if you are audited, this is going to become an area, either if you're audited, your plan is. So if someone like me comes in and audits your plan, I've talked about this with some of our other auditors that were kind of like, oh man, what would happen if we had to audit a plan that has this in place? Um, there'd be special testing that have to be done. But also there's a chance that the Department of Labor, it's going to become potentially an automatic audit for them. If it's a newer program, new, yeah. yeah, with how new it is, it, they could automatically say, well, well, I got to, you know, we as the Department of Labor got to make sure there's no abuse, that no, nothing's wrong. So if you go ahead and check mark this box, we've added a question that says, does your plan allow for, you know, coverage of student loan payments? Check that yes. Well, guess what? You may now end up in there, the DOL audit pool, and they're going to come visit, which is why all your records got to be in place. So it, You don't want that visit, do you? Um, it's not always the best. Not always Sometimes pleasant. it can go just fine. If you're solid, if your records are solid, everything, you know, you're able to answer all of their questions, it could go pretty clean. But it's a new program. There's no guidance <laughs> yet. So, I mean, if they come out and audit you, you're, you kind of just got to guess how much support they're going to want to see right. and have all of your T's crossed and your I's dotted. You know, as, as you mentioned earlier, it's, 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 it's difficult no matter what your age is to save. Mm -hmm. Whether it's outside a retirement plan or inside the retirement plan, there's yep. just a lot of things tugging at the uh, checkbook uh, month to month. And student debt certainly is one of the largest concerns that we're hearing. Yes. So, you know, it it doesn't matter. You know, yes, you're going to hear, you're hearing about it now because there's a large pool of students coming out of college now and they're very vocal about how much debt they have. But just, you know, it's not just your 22, 23-year-olds that have that. It can be individuals who, you know, have been out of right. college for a long time. They've been paying their minimums. Well, a lot of those payback programs could be 10 years, 20 years. 10 or 20. Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, they're still paying on them. Well, <laughs> that's, you know, bills can be what? Some people with lower balance may only pay a couple hundred dollars. I've heard of people with over a thousand dollars 
on student loan payments every month. So how much, you know, they're going to be like, well, I'm not going to put anything, you know, I'm not going to put anything towards retirement. I got to pay 1200 bucks over to, you know, so-and-so to cover yeah. my debt. I still need to live. Like I still have to rent, you know, my apartment. I still have to, you know, pay for food. Um, so it's, it, you'd think that it would just be, you know, it's just young people. They're just, you know, potentially complaining a little bit too much, but it's a hard struggle for a lot of people. Um, and it's interesting that this was the solution that came out of it, that it wasn't just, oh, well, we just, we'll just give you some extra money. We know you'll get taxed on it later and you probably won't use it. You know, you'll use it all now and forget that you're going to get taxed on it later. Let's find a way so that we can give you the most benefit without a hit later on. Like, I'm not even sure how this one plan came up with the idea other than they talked to their employees. This was the concern they had and it drove them to dig deep and find the uh, very new off-the-wall right. solution. Right. So if, if, if this uh, provision became available for plans, would you take advantage of it? I would. Um, I've been working, you know, to pay down my debt, but that, you know, has impacted my retirement savings. I can, I'll admit that. I'll put that out there. It just is. So the faster that I can get out of paying anything because I'm done, anything that's going to be to that, I'll go ahead and shift that over and say, yep, sign me up. I'll do that. And when they're gone, then I can bounce right back over. But how much faster would that happen? Right. Years. Right. Years earlier, which is years of, you know, compound interest that I'll be able to get back by, you know, them helping me out. Ahead so of time. what you what you basically says, look, uh, I've had to postpone some of my retirement savings and some of the other things that uh, we want to do mm -hmm. uh, because of student loan. Got to be a lot of folks just like you listening <laughs> and out there, your colleagues. Yep, et I mean, cetera. we you just, just jump on a bandwagon. How do we get mm -hmm. this thing moving? What can we do as a profession to to get this thing off the center? Is there anything you can suggest? The biggest thing is um, to, I mean, you can talk to your clients, obviously. You can talk to your own employer. Um, as a professional, if that's something that you're concerned about or something like that, you have to get out there and start talking with people. You know, that was, you mentioned getting out there and figuring out if there was interest in the program. Well, your clients might want to figure out if there's interest in the program. If they have a lot of, you know, people that they hire straight out of college, I could probably bet 95, if not more, probably have some sort of student loan, but maybe they're fine. Yeah. Maybe they're fine with that. And they're like, no, I'd rather, you know, keep my retirement. You have to talk to your people. It's, it's the same thing anytime you're going to introduce a new benefit type program. Well, I'm not just going to introduce it because this is the new thing. And then you have nobody, nobody take advantage. You, you Take advantage of it. You got to hear that your employees want it. You know, we had a, a similar program on the same um, benefit uh, several weeks ago on uh, unsuitable and, and, and a lot of different twists on the discussion, but kind of the same thing mm -hmm. that, hey, um, it is a benefit. It could be used as a recruiting tool mm -hmm. in certain uh, situations, certain employers that, um, that that are having a hard time retaining clients or they're listening to their their employees. Yeah, uh, that is absolutely 100% that you put it out there. I know somebody's going to be asking about that because it's not, you know, 
hey, we've, we introduced this new student loan payback program. And guess what? We're going to do it as part of our retirement plan. You're not going to get any sort of tax penalty because of it. We already have our approval for it. That's much more interesting potentially to somebody coming out of college than, you know, we do a nice little 3% match or 3% safe harbor. We're going to give it to you anyway. You know, that's standard. And get some tax deferral, tax savings in the meantime. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's, it's some of that stuff that you're going above and beyond. You're showing them something new that they haven't seen that when they compare benefit packages of either you know, they're a current employee and they're thinking about leaving and they're looking at your your programs compared to others or somebody coming out looking to, they're applying at multiple different places. They're going to compare them and look at one and go, well, that's different. Everything else is, yeah, you got medical, you got dental, all great. <laughs> I love the programs, right. but right. I can get them at both. So what, what can I get here that I can't get somewhere else that is going to directly impact great. me? Great. Kim, let's switch uh, gears just a little bit. Uh, stay in the... Uh, in the lane about retirement uh, plans and, and benefits, and it's early uh, 2019. Uh, I would I would suggest, uh, as you would, I think that each each employee take a look at their benefits that mm-hmm. are being withheld from their paycheck and what's available. Yeah, you know, and you and I both have have discussions with with our clients and and colleagues and even one on one that what can we do. Uh, to make our paycheck bigger and better. <laughs> yeah. And one of them is take advantage of some of your benefits. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would definitely suggest taking a look at what you do already have. Um, there's something you might not, there could be a program you're not taking advantage of right now. The, the beginning of the year is a great time. A lot of times, um, you know, your employer is already looking at what their packages are, figuring out what they're going to change for the new year. They probably already have that information readily available. If you want to ask about it, it's not in the middle of their, you know, they're running around doing a whole bunch of other things. They're like, yeah, we'll get back to you. No, it's like, yeah, we're, we're talking about this. Let's get you a list um, and, and show you what, what we're offering because some of it you might not even realize that they're doing for you. It's on the back end. You don't see it every day. Um, you know, so, it, you know, and that's one thing you should be evaluating for your employer is, is the things that they're providing me what I want to see? And if there's something missing, something like this program or something else that you're like, Could hey, do that. Right. you know, here, let me suggest it as right. an option potentially. Right. Ray and Associates on an annual basis audits, uh, my guess would be well over 100 uh, retirement plans. Yep. And you're uh, involved in in many of those. And and we just finished up the audit season. Mm-hmm. Any, uh, what you find? Any, uh, can you, can you share, what'd you find? <laughs> we had a pretty clean season. Um, no major issues. We're not, no fraud? No fraud, fraud, as far right. as I know. I haven't heard. I probably would have heard if we had somebody with some fraud cases. We had some, some difficult ones where, you know, one, the, the employer is, I believe, going through bankruptcy. So you got to figure out who you're even going to get information from is the company under. But I mean, the plan's still there. People's balances are still intact and they still have to have the audit. So there's some difficult ones, but most of the time, um, and a lot of times, again, we find compliance stuff. Things that potentially the Department of Labor may Give me an example of a compliance deficiency. Um, The consistency of contributions is probably the biggest that we see. You mean I uh, withhold from your paycheck and six months later I put it in your account? 
Now, there are cases where they, they take that long. Most of the time, they're not, though. If they're taking that long, it's actually um, a much bigger deal. There's a reporting requirement for it. But we even comment on it um, more about you doing it at the same time frame every paycheck. The Department of Labor thinks that and, and has put out there that if you can process your tax deposits and, and your regular contributions in the 401k plan, if you can do that in two days for one pay, you should be able to do it in two days for every pay. So if you see a, a, this pattern of, you know, two, 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 and then you see two weeks, you know, 14 days, three days, even five days, seven days, if you're seeing, or just all the time, it's a mix. It's not even like you usually do two, but then for these five in the middle of the year, you had random numbers. If it's six this week and five next week and 15 the week after, they really say that they might consider those just as bad and late, just like they would for a six-month right. contribution. Right. So right. we oftentimes will tell our clients and warn them, it's like many of them are, are keeping it very short. It's not your six-month time frame. But if the Department of Labor comes in and looks at this, they may tell you, hey, those four weeks where you took four days, five days, when normally you take two, those are all considered late. You owe for lost earnings. Which, who would you rather uh, have an argument with, the Department of Labor or the Internal Revenue Service? Oh, dear. <laughs> um, you have to have an answer. You can't say, well, both. Uh, well, and you've dealt with both, I know. Probably just from how active I have seen the Department of Labor here in Ohio and working with our firms here, um, it would be much easier on us with working with the Department of Labor. Probably the IRS would be more difficult. Um, they aren't as involved on the regular basis like Department of Labor is. They see that one filing and that filing triggers, you know, something. So it, I just think even just finding somebody as active as, you know, is, isn't going to be anywhere near as easy as it is with the Department of Labor. Good, good. And you know, I wanted to kind of end up with, uh, you know, the discussion about general retirement plan because you're, as an auditor, you see a little bit of everything. I do. <laughs> and you help fix a little bit of everything. Yeah. I mean, your job is not to find compliance deficiencies. Your job is to fix it mm -hmm. and make sure the controls are in place that it doesn't happen again. Again, yep. Again and again. So, so kind of a, in conclusion, certainly we talked about uh, one of the biggest struggles facing employees today is student loan debt. And there may be a benefit on its way that may uh, may help that. And um, if um, student loan repayment program, that's certainly one of the benefits we discussed. Mm -hmm. And the option uh, that we talked about, a couple of things that we could do if we want to jump on the bandwagon. Yep. And then a general uh, overview of the retirement uh, environment. Well done. So um, <laughs> our guest today has been Kim Veal talking to us about student loan debt elimination and new employee benefit. Coming soon. Coming soon. To your neighborhood. <laughs> so thanks again for joining us, Kim. Yeah, it was great, Dave. There are so many people struggling with student loan debt these days. By helping their employees conquer their debt, employers have a really good chance to set themselves apart from their competitors, not to mention improve their employees' overall retirement strategy and readiness. Listeners, did you enjoy today's episode? Let us know. Like it, comment on it, or share it. And don't forget to check out videos of our podcast on YouTube. Until next time, I'm Dave Kane, encouraging you to loosen up the tie and think outside the box. Thank you.
The views expressed on Unsuitable on Ray Radio are our own and do not necessarily reflect the views of Ray and Associates. The podcast is for informational and educational purposes only and is not intended to replace the professional advice you would receive elsewhere. Consult with a trusted advisor about your unique situation so they can expertly guide you to the best solution for your specific circumstance. Thank you.